version of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. Hope your Friday is a good one so far. It is Friday, September 9th, 2022. A lot of news, of course, with the passing of Queen Elizabeth and the reaction in the Catholic world to her passing. We'll talk about that in the news. Coming up on the show today, we have Doug Keck with us, as we always do on Fridays, President and Chief Operating Officer of EWTN. We call it the inside word where we get the scoop to you before the shows actually occur, so you can jot them down and put them on your schedule so you won't miss them at all. Coming up on Fact Check Friday at the bottom of the hour, fascinating new research that was just released, and the study itself is entitled, I Share, Therefore I Know. But I would put a big question mark at the end of that statement and this is exactly what the researchers are saying and I find this to be true and I'm sure you do as well in your conversations with people or trying to explain something to someone where they think they know everything about a particular topic simply because they've shared something or posted it and you would be maybe surprised maybe not so surprised that what the researchers have found is that people believe that because they're sharing these articles that they're smarter than they actually are and it actually affects their not only their worldview, but also how they respond in terms of voting, in terms of uh, investing, even though they don't read the articles. And if I had a penny, as Rosie used to say, for every time someone would say something and believe something just because they read a headline or saw a particular tweet, I would be a very wealthy woman. We cannot do that. We have to take the time to read, to discern, as Pope Francis is now talking about it in Wednesday in Catechesis, and to understand a particular topic. We don't get that just from a tweet or from headlines. It takes time. We have to do some research. We have to look at what the church teaches. We have to compare. Otherwise, we are going to be making some very, very poor decisions, and that happens all the time. For example... I'm having so many head-exploding moments over our situation in Michigan, and please pray for us. I don't know if you heard the news broke yesterday. That awful, awful, awful measure, Reproductive Freedom for All, which is just the opposite of actually what, what the title says. It's nothing about reproduction. It's just the opposite. Got on the ballot, yeah, in November. The Supreme Court of Michigan voting for it, even though there were major issues with the language. And the fact that people who signed it didn't even know what they were signing. There's a whole thing about about it. It's a big story here, but please pray for us. There's so much misinformation out there, and people think they know. And the way they wrote up this measure, it makes it feel like the sky is falling and women are going to be tortured and all these things that are happening. And it's not true. But because people react too quickly and with emotion, Many people, even many pro-lifers, signed this measure that could, God forbid, make Michigan more liberal with abortion than California and New York. And not just abortion. Oh, no, there's much more. Yeah, we're talking about this so-called transitional surgery. We are talking about hysterectomies for kids. We are talking about puberty blockers. We are talking about everything that they threw in there but they did not make it clear in the language on the measure. So this whole idea of what the Supreme Court had in mind 
is not being addressed here. The Supreme Court made the decision on June 24th to overturn Roe v. Wade because they said it's not supposed to be in our hands, it's supposed to be in the hands of the people. Amen. The people have to decide. But the people need the information to have proper debates to decide. And the information is not being given and it's not being explained through our media outlets. All the more reason that we need to take the time to discern, to pray, to study. And we have less than two months before the midterms, and this is extremely serious, not only in the state of Michigan, but across the country in terms of these issues that are preeminent for us as believers in the one holy Catholic and apostolic faith. I'm going to be talking a lot about that this weekend. Tomorrow I am going to be heading, and God willing, uh, everything will be on time, so pray for my travels. I'm heading to a beautiful parish in Lenore City, Tennessee. Uh, it's not too far from Knoxville, and I'm going to be giving my Beyond Sunday Parish mission, and I'm going to be including an awful lot about culture, because we need to be able to understand, as Archbishop Shapu always said, that we need to know how the media works so they don't work on us. And if the media are working, are working on us, as this study about what you're going to discuss at the bottom of the hour says, then we're not going to be voting in sync with the church teaching. So if any of you are in Lenore City area or not too far, uh, this is a retreat. It's a parish mission, but all are welcome. And if you're interested in maybe doing a, a parish mission or a home study with Beyond Sunday, you should come along. It's going to be great. Uh, I'll be there speaking at all the masses, and then we have the actual retreat, which is going to be going on starting Sunday afternoon at 2.30 local time. So that's at St. Thomas in Lenore City, Tennessee. So that's what my weekend looks like. I hope you have nice plans for yourself, but hope they'll also be praying about what to do in terms of what's facing us in this country and in our world right now. Speaking of which, we're going to be continuing that conversation after Fact Check Friday with Dr. Grazie Posey-Christi. I really appreciate her great work. She's with the Catholic Association. And speaking of misinformation, fear-mongering, a lot of it going on, especially in terms of the current narrative out there from the media and the culture, trying to instill panic into the hearts of women everywhere by trying to sell this lie that women are not going to receive necessary life-saving medical treatment for their state or in their state if it does not provide abortion. Wrong, wrong, wrong. It's fear-mongering. It's one of the oldest tricks in the books. And Dr. Grazie Pozo Christie will be joining us to wrap up our Friday morning. As far as the weather is concerned, let's take a look at it nationally. We still have uh, some worries about what's happening on the West Coast and also on the East Coast. We've got two things that are developing. And let's give you the uh, update right now, regardless of where you live in the U.S. of A. So we have moisture from a weakening K, which could produce some heavy rain and potential for considerable flash flooding in the Southwest. And then you have the critical fire weather threats are expected in the Western Pacific. That's in the Northwest. And heavy rain producing localized flooding southeast, and then swells from Hurricane Earl, producing dangerous surf and rip currents on the east coast. So we have Earl on the east coast and K on the west coast. Just keep that in mind as you're going throughout your weekend. It is a Friday right now. It's already, oh my goodness, sorry, Andrew. <laughs> it's already seven minutes past the hour, so we need to get started. Let's take a look at the news on a Friday morning. Homeowners in the UK are paying their respects to the late Queen Elizabeth. Crowds gathered outside Buckingham Palace yesterday since the announcement that she passed at the age of 96. Londoners were seen huddling together outside the palace crying and laying flowers. She died yesterday at her castle in Scotland. Reporter Keir Simmons tells us that Queen Elizabeth lived a legendary life. 
Queen Elizabeth II, Great Britain's longest serving monarch, died after living a life dedicated to duty. Born in 1926, the third grandchild of King George V, Elizabeth would guide the nation and its monarchy through historic challenges. During the Blitz, the royal family stayed in London despite the nightly bombing raids from Nazi Germany. To the people of Britain, there was this message from their future queen. We know, every one of us, that in the end, all will be well. For God will care for us and give us victory and peace. That speech sealed a special relationship with her future subject. Catholic leaders worldwide, meanwhile, are mourning the death of the Queen, the longest reigning monarch in British history and the head of the Church of England after she passed away yesterday at 96 years old. They called for prayers while remembering the late Queen's Christian example. And you can see a good summary of this in Catholic News Agency's report. At this time, we pray for the repose of the soul of Her Majesty. That's a quote from Cardinal Vincent Nichols. He's the Archbishop of Westminster and the President of the Catholic Bishops' Conference of England and Wales. He released a statement yesterday saying, We do so with confidence because a Christian faith marked every day of her life and her activity. And as the world learned of the death of Queen Elizabeth yesterday, English-born Cardinal Arthur Roche releasing a statement from the Vatican to express the immense sadness, he said, of all those who work at the Holy See, but hail from Great Britain, Northern Ireland, and the countries of the Commonwealth. From the moment of her accession to the throne in 1952, following the death of her father, King George VI, she not only dedicated herself unstintingly to serve her people, but also entrusted this to God's protection. Her Christian faith, expressed so often in her annual Christmas messages and elsewhere, were moments of outstanding witness to her faith, the gospel and the values of the common good, family life, peace and concord among peoples. Her graciousness and common touch, her statesmanship, and love for her people in the many countries, cultures and religions of the Commonwealth have witnessed an unbroken and unique bond of dedication to the service of others. She has been greatly loved by all. Pope Francis also sending his condolences to King Charles III and the people of the UK for the death of Queen Elizabeth, praising her life of service to the good of the nation and the Commonwealth. In other big news this morning, as we mentioned at the top of the hour, voters, as Trey Thomas tells us, will decide if abortion rights will be enshrined, among other things, in the state constitution. The state Supreme Court made the declaration yesterday after the Board of State Canvassers deadlocked on the petition due to spacing errors. There is a 1931 law banning abortions unless the life of the mother is in danger that is currently not in effect due to court orders. Two suspects are in custody after a fatal shooting that left two deputies dead in suburban Atlanta. Cobb County Sheriff Craig Owens says the deputies were serving a warrant for failure to appear and theft by deception. My two deputies were ambushed this evening and killed. The two suspects now that we believe are the perpetrators of this crime are currently in custody and being held at Cobb County Police Department now for questioning. The announcement made after an hours-long standoff last night. Authorities say several agencies were called to the scene as at least one of the suspects barricaded themselves until they were detained. The two deputies have been with the local sheriff's department for more than five years. Their names have not been released. 
Jennifer Polsoni reports a 9-11 memorial and museum in New York City getting ready to commemorate the 21st anniversary of the September 11th attacks. Vice President Kamala Harris and the second gentleman will be among those gathering in New York for the traditional reading of the name ceremony by 9-11 family members. God bless all the first responders that gave their lives that day. This is our city, uh, and you can't, you can't take down New York ever. There will be six moments of silence observed, acknowledging when each of the World Trade Center towers were struck and fell, along with the times of the attack on the Pentagon and the crash of Flight 93. Later to follow other annual traditions in the city, most notably the Tribute in Light, where beams of light shine in the night sky, representing the once-standing Twin Towers. A deadly wildfire near Los Angeles spreading rapidly, as you heard earlier, as Southern California in our weather suffers a sweltering heat wave. Cal Fire is saying the Fairview Fire has now destroyed over 18,000 acres and is only 5% contained. That wildfire has also killed two people since it began on Monday and thousands have been ordered to evacuate. And the remnants of a former Pacific hurricane could bring much-needed moisture to the southwest. Tropical Storm K turning off the coast of Baja, California, with 60-mile-an-hour winds continuing to move north toward the U.S. It is not expected to make landfall in the country, but forecasters warn heavy rains in the storm could cause flash flooding and mudslides in the bone-dry southwest. Firefighters are hoping tropical downpours will help them contain a wildfire raging east of Los Angeles. Up to four inches of rain is possible in the mountains of Southern California. Almost 14 minutes past the hour on a Friday morning edition of Catholic Connection. Good to be with you. When we come back, we check in with Doug Keck, our segment that we do every Friday, the inside word, letting you know what's coming up in the network. Stay tuned. Did you know Franciscan University of Steubenville offers a Master's of Arts in Catholic Studies? Our unique program offers courses from many academic disciplines, literature, biology, art, theology, psychology, all taught from a distinctly Catholic perspective. This 100% online program can be completed in just one year. Learn to see the world through a Catholic lens with a Master's in Catholic Studies from Franciscan University of Steubenville. Find out more at franciscan.edu slash mcs. Abortion. Pornography. Embryonic stem cell research. Corporate contributions to Planned Parenthood. Do you invest in companies that are engaged in these practices? The Ave Maria Mutual Funds do not, and their investment portfolios reflect that. Ave Maria Mutual Funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. I'm angry, frustrated. Sound like you? Someone you know? Well, it could be any of us from time to time. But there's different types of anger. It's not so cut and dry. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Ray. One thing is for sure, you don't need to suffer with anger frustration. In my book, Living Calm, Mastering Anger and Frustration, you'll learn whether your anger is a product of your nature or your nurture and how to regulate those emotions and those thoughts. You can get Living Calm and all my other books at AveMariaRadio.net. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's Choice in Senior Home Care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. 
Connection. It is a Friday morning. Always great to catch up with Doug Keck for our Inside Word. Doug, I'm so grateful, and I can say this until the cows come home, for all the different news outlets that we have at EW10 because they remind people of what is at stake. We were talking about this during the break. I'm just... I've had so many head-exploding moments after hearing the news <laughs> yesterday about the, the... Not that I'm surprised by it, but I'm just so frustrated that that ballot, it's ridiculous. Could you imagine if a conservative, a pro-lifer, put it, tried to put a measure on the ballot that had, first of all, what, what, what was in there is just nuts, but gibberish on the back of the ballot. Dr. Monica Miller was on my show earlier this week talking right. about it. Run Sentences run together, no spaces, words that don't make any sense, and the Supreme Court approves it. Well, it's all designed to confuse people for the most part uh, or count on the fact that people don't have the time or don't usually pay that close attention to these kinds of things. And, they, and we tend to follow the crowd. So if the sense is out there and the media is pushing it, people tend to say, well, uh, that sounds about right. Uh, so, you know, that's what happens. And that's why it's important, as you point out, for people to uh, utilize, uh, you know, the register and, and News Nightly and the World Over and In-Depth and CNA because that's where you can get some accurate information from a Catholic perspective that allows you to balance a lot of the stuff that we've seen and, and even even the media admits it look what's going on at cnn uh, i'm they're, they're firing a bunch of people right. why because clearly those people were not anywhere near being balanced and they were incredibly jaded and even that organization understand is willing to admit that that's what's been going on and people need to understand uh it's worse at some other places and it's not that much different at uh, abc nbc and cbs uh, as far as the perspectives that are put forward. And it's it's not very unfortunate that so many people are misled. Yeah, and but it's interesting you mentioned CNN because the, the left is having another meltdown because they, they, they let so many people go, and they do not see it as biased. Well, again, you know, if somebody's telling you what you already believe or what you want to believe, why would you think that person's biased? I mean, you know, again, there's the, the classic line we all learned about, you know, cognitive dissonance, which is I tend to reject the things that run against my own opinion, and I tend mm -hmm. to support those that support my opinion. And the other line, again, uh, credited to Lincoln, it's easier to fool people than it is convince people that they've been fooled. And right. we have a lot of people out there with the last election, etc., who were fooled. Uh, and it's difficult for them to admit, and they keep looking for reasons why that's not correct. And, and the biggest thing as Catholics, uh, and when what you're talking about is just the idea that uh, we need the family and the parents. They're in charge of their children, not the state. This isn't the Soviet Union, not mm -hmm. yet. Not uh, yet. Well, the they're, state, they're aiming toward that. Exactly. The state and the teachers are not in charge of educating your children. They work for you to educate your children. They don't tell you how to educate your children. They don't tell you how to raise your children's uh, from a moral perspective. It's not the state's uh, job to uh, instruct morals. Heaven forbid. Uh, we've seen that too many times in the past. It doesn't work very well. And it's important for the nuclear family, for the Catholic family, to be to assert itself and not give up rights uh, to consent or having your children uh, uh, get sex change operations that you don't know about it or, you know, getting abortions uh, kind of thing or whatever uh, without the parent at least being aware of what's going on. Well, and this is why it's so important what you've allowed to develop with the whole board and, and the whole people putting together the program in EW10. And I just, I can't stress this enough. 
I, I, you know, once in a while I do a story for in-depth and, and I contribute, but my thing is, is this, as a news person with training, is that we need these different outlets. Because, Doug, this is the thing. We have to answer. We were talking about this during the break. Mm-hmm. We have to answer to the platforms that God has given us. Absolutely. Uh, listen, you know, the, it's the parable of the talents. You're giving these talents, right? Your Lord doesn't expect you to bury him. He doesn't expect you to give back what he gave you. He expects you to multiply what you've done. So you're the loaves and the fishes. Our job is to go out there and take what we were given, uh, the guidance that Mother Angelica was given, the, the courage that she showed, and that, that we try to walk as best we can and stumble along in her footsteps. And our job, as Mother Teresa said, and here we are, you know, obviously we have a Mass on the 25th anniversary right. coming mm-hmm. up this Sunday, Mother Teresa's passing, of course. She said our job is to be faithful, not to be successful. It's not that we can succeed. Maybe against these torrents, uh, these demonic forces, we won't individually win. Uh, but that's not what we're called to do. We're called right. to stand up for the truth and do the best we can. At the end of the day, God wins, so we don't have to worry about that part. Yep, yep, but we have to do what we're called to do, and it's so important. Okay, so you mentioned the Mass, Mother Teresa, St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta. Tell us about that. Well, that's Mass that's going to be uh, coming from the Basilica in uh, Washington, uh, Immaculate Conception, so people can look for that happening uh, on Sunday at noon Eastern time. We also have... uh, uh, people can check out this afternoon a special Women of Grace live hour. Matthew Bunsen's going to be joining uh, tonight, Bankovic, so I'm sure they'll be talking a lot. Matthew's just back from Rome recently, so he'll mm-hmm. have some insights for us as well. There's a great movie called Marie's Story. We're airing tomorrow night. It's kind of a Catholic Helen Keller story. Uh, people can check that out. Also, uh, this weekend, uh, Marcus is handing off his program, The Journey Home, to his wonderful son, John Mark Rohde. So they'll be on together uh, coming up uh, on the 12th. That's going to be emotional. So that uh, people can join that. And then he's going to be featured on Jim and Joy's show during the week as well. John Mark kind of talking about his... uh, his experiences, uh, you know, growing up in the Grodi family and, and with the Journey Home and the Coming Home Network. And so we're really excited about that. And we've got plenty of other plans for things for Marcus to be involved, in, including the family celebration <laughs> coming up uh, basically at the end of September. We have our radio conference. And then October 1st, we have the actual family celebration in Phoenix, which uh, some great speakers, uh, Father Mitch will be there, John Ad will be there. Uh, as I said, Marcus agreed to be there. My buddy, Father Spitzer, will be there. Um, I'm going to show up as well, and uh, you're going to be there. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of our radio people are going to be there. So it's it should be an exciting time. People get to meet, press the flesh, uh, get some book signs. So check that out for our EWTN family celebration in Phoenix. Yeah, that's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. So that is Saturday, October 1st, and all the information right. is on uh, EWTN.com. I, I know the radio conferences for the radio stations and the right, affiliates, exactly, but the that's affiliates. also that's also a great event for us, like an you know, inside group event, because it's very encouraging to see the radio ministry growing. Right, exactly. And, uh, you know, we have some great events and some great talks for that. Father Spitzer is going to give a talk at that as well. Uh, that particular uh, event is important for affiliates. And if there's people out there who are thinking, you know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe I'm being called in my particular market or, or locale to say, gee, we really don't have a local Catholic radio station. Uh, depending on where you are, you may be surprised at how uh, inexpensive it is to get something going or how you can uh, maybe uh, tie into one of the other existing affiliate groups and uh, get something going uh, in your locale. Yeah, because Mother Angelica designed the radio network. She wanted the programming to be given to affiliates to the brick-and-mortar stations for free, correct? Right, 
Absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. We give away the programming for free, uh, you know, and, and we try to do, uh, you know, our fundraising for ourselves basically on the right. network, on TV, and, uh, and, and hope that people support the local radio stations through the programming on the radio network. And just like we give away our programming for free on television, right. you know, we don't get any money from the church, mm -hmm. from cable companies. The only time we get money is because people out there feel uh, supportive enough, like uh, for you guys at Ave Maria, right. to, to send a donation and say this is important that this continues to go on uh if people are willing to give money for pbs for whatever they're putting out this week uh catholics should be certainly willing to support uh good catholic apostolates who are actually uh, promoting the truth right and then also if you have a local i always say to you know, mother angelica and now father mitch always says it to keep us between your gas and electric bills right uh, but but it's really important because what, what we do is giving programming to those stations for free and if people aren't you know in in the business they may not know how much it would cost for example to right. not that we're making a gazillion dollars but still to hire individual on-air talent producers people responsible for the content that could be very very costly for a local affiliate so we give them the programming right. and then if they want to they can many of them do they develop their own local shows right exactly. maybe once a week twice a week but they will be responsible then for paying for the brick and mortar the websites those things but they can bring in quality catholic programming for free which makes all the difference when you can do your lineup for free which is incredible doug great Absolutely. discussion thanks Thank so you. much have a great weekend we'll catch up next week don't forget all the events including the special mass for saint Teresa of calcutta coming up this weekend and all the details at it was 30 years of pain hiding what i did it destroyed my life little by little i have hidden my true emotions since that day the day i had the abortion i was convinced without a doubt that god would not forgive me are you suffering with the burden of a past abortion come on a rachel's vineyard retreat and release your burden call 214-544-CARE attending the retreat allowed me to finally open up and share with others who have been down the same road. I am renewed. I have a sense of freedom, and I can finally feel God's grace. God healed each wound. I didn't have to do the work. All I had to do was come. I give thanks to God that He called me to the vineyard. Give yourself a chance to feel alive again. Call 214-544-CARE or visit racheldallas.org. Please join the Catholic Pro-Life community on Monday, September 26th for the CPLC Classic Pro-Life Charity Golf Tournament, benefiting their life-saving, life-changing ministries. The 22nd Annual CPLC Classic will be held at the Brookhaven Country Club in North Dallas. This year's tournament will feature contests and prizes, including a chance for a $5,000 hole-in-one. For additional tournament or sponsorship information, call 972-267-5433 or golf at prolifedallas.org. Victory Investment Strategies is a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. They pray for continued blessing on all who make Catholic Radio possible in North Texas. The unique programming is vital to our daily lives. Victory Investment Strategies is a full-service investment firm owned by Joel and Elizabeth Victory, members of St. Patrick Cathedral in Fort Worth. They offer a variety of products and will custom fit a plan for your individual needs. 800-810-6800. 800-810-6800. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Jesus' answer was, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble of heart, 
Jesus is explicitly claiming to be God. just wrapped up that discussion with Doug as you do every week. He was focusing and two of us are focusing on the importance of getting all the information and the fine programming that we have at EWTN, including our news programming and outlets that helps you make educated decisions. Really, really important. I also want to remind you of a beautiful document that my Archbishop put out last summer called The Beauty of Truth. You can just look up Beauty of Truth, Alan Vigneron. I think it has its own website, beautyoftruth.com. It's extremely important, the points that he makes in terms of what we're being thrown information-wise, even from groups that call themselves Catholic and what they're doing in terms of putting out false information about people they are not fond of. So it's, it's a very good document. But this particular study is super important as we move into the midterm elections. I mean, it should be important in general, but right now we are being, you know, just bombarded with all kinds of information. And a few minutes after the break, after this Fact Check Friday segment on a Friday, we're going to be checking in with a wonderful pro-life speaker from the Catholic Association, and she's taking a look, Dr. Christie is taking a look at what's happening in the media with this total lie concerning women in emergency situations and pregnancies. If they have an ectopic pregnancy or if they're having a miscarriage, the media and even some medical professionals, if you want to call them that, are out there, and some of them testified recently at our Board of Canvassers meeting, in Michigan regarding that ridiculous reproductive freedom for all measure that's now on the ballot claiming and they know better but they're they're you know pawns of Planned Parenthood and the others in the pro-abortion movement claiming that women aren't going to be able to get treatment if abortion is banned in their state that is a blatant lie but when you put it out in emotional tweets or emotional headlines people tend to believe it and they tend to react and live their lives according to those statements, even though they don't read and learn more about the particular topic. And this is very true when they're sharing information. This is quite compelling, this study, and I hope that we all think about this, because oftentimes we see something and it may be very emotional, it may really get us angry or frustrated, or maybe even excited about something, and we don't go beyond the headline or the tweet. And yet we believe what we're sharing, what we're posting is reality to the point where we make decisions based on that particular tweet or post. So this came out a couple of days ago, and this is from Texas. Researchers put together this fascinating study. I share, therefore, I know. Sharing articles on social media, even when we haven't read them, can lead us to believe we are experts on a topic. I run into this all the time with people all the time because we are run by perception and emotions and feelings. Doug mentioned this. Dr. Ray Garendi talks about this all the time. People are not living their lives in reality. He said that's a dirty little secret of counseling because most people are not looking at reality. They're basing it on a particular emotion or a feeling, a lot of which comes from, unfortunately, the culture. After people post an article about a given topic, heart disease, the rules of hockey, or how to plan a budget vacation on their social media, they often think they know more about the article's topic than they actually do. The researchers set out to discover what's behind the inflated sense of knowledge after sharing content online. In a new study, the researchers found that social media sharers believe they're knowledgeable about the content they share, even again as a headline reads, they haven't read the article or they've only glanced at a headline. 
Sharing can create a rise in confidence because by putting information online, sharers publicly commit to an expert identity. Doing so shapes their sense of self, helping them to feel just as knowledgeable as their post makes them seem. This is especially true when people share articles with close friends. The researchers conducted several studies that support their theory. In an initial one, they presented 98 undergraduate students with a set of online new articles and told them they were free to read, share, or do both as they saw fit. So there were a number of different articles. I'm not going to go into the whole thing because it's quite long, but I do want to play for you now a quick interview with one of the researchers, Adrian Ward, on what they found when they put these particular topics to their subjects in this study, in their latest study. Take a listen to this. In this research, uh, we wanted to look at how sharing information on social media might actually cause people to think they know more about that information than they really do. The reason this can happen is because on social media we can share stuff that we don't actually know. We can share articles that we haven't written, right? But even that we haven't read. And so the idea here is that when we share information, it makes us look smart to other people and that can actually influence us and, and motivate us to think that we are as smart as we appear. We typically experience that inflated sense of knowledge because we're signaling to others by sharing that we're experts on the topic that we're sharing. We learn about ourselves by what we actually do, and we infer um, into our own self-concept based on our actions. When people are, are sharing, right, and so this information is going viral, is that knowledge really going viral or is something else actually happening? And so the idea here was that uh, perhaps people don't actually know, it's not the knowledge it's sharing, uh, but just that sense of knowing. And so we set up an entire retirement planning uh, simulation. There was a robo-advisor that gave people tips and explained, you know, if you put more in stocks, that's riskier, more in bonds is safer. We just had some people share on their own Facebook pages uh, information about investment tips for beginners. Other people saw the same information, but they didn't share it. So the only difference is whether or not you've shared. Then you do this retirement planning simulation. It's very sort of immersive. And we found that the people who shared that information took more risk. The implications for consumer behavior are one in the financial domain, as we showed, uh, that people engage in riskier decisions. Additionally, if consumers are looking at product information and believe they already know what they want to buy about a product, for instance, but may not actually know about the product, they may not use the products correctly and may lead to product dissatisfaction or even product recall. It really does mark how we have a different way of interacting with news and information than perhaps we did before uh, because there's so much information available to us and it is in this social wrapping in this social network. If it's important for us uh, as humans and as a society to be well calibrated in what we know, right, and what we think we know, then we want to think about different ways of getting people to actually read what they share. Incredible. So did you hear uh, the one uh, female researcher talk about people are making decisions, making decisions, products, financial management, those are big decisions. But how much more is that going toward how we vote, what we believe? There's so much other research out there that shows that depending on our worldview, we're going to live our lives. You know, what we, how we see the world, how we view the world is a way we live our lives, it's been said. So on Monday, I'm going to dive into this a little bit more deeply with a beautiful talk that was given back in 2009 from Archbishop Charles Chaput, now the retired Archbishop Emeritus of Philadelphia. He's just so amazing in terms of his understanding of the culture. 
He gave this talk to the a wonderful business organization, Legatus, back in 2009. The Catholic News Agency actually has this story. Talking about the deluge of information that has led to difficulty in discerning what really matters from what doesn't. At the same time, the weakening of long-standing American tradition of using print media to discuss the truth in matters of national importance, leading to a loss of the intellectual discipline required to absorb thoughts. Visual and electronic media, today's dominant media, need a certain kind of content. They thrive on brevity, speed, change, urgency, variety, and feelings. Today's advances in technology have increased the sources of human information that the average layperson can access. But they're also undermining the intellectual discipline that we once had when our main tools of communications were books or print publications. Rebound Ministries, a nonprofit organization that helps transform the lives of at-risk youth, invites all to its second annual charity golf tournament on Friday, October 7th. The golf tournament takes place at the Golf Club at Twin Creeks in Allen, beginning at 11.30 a.m. with check-in and registration and a 1 p.m. shotgun start. The event includes green fees, carts, range balls, lunch, buffet dinner, awards, prizes, and a gift bag. For more information and to register, visit reboundministries.org slash golf tournament. Do you want a faith-filled Catholic community where your child will thrive? Discover Immaculate Conception Catholic School in Denton, where your child will receive the very best spiritual foundation, along with excellence in education. ICCS serves 250 students ages 3 through 8th grade. Whether it's living the rosary, the celebration of the Mass, or the formation of saints, scholars, musicians, and athletes, Our Lady School is the place to be. For more information, call 940-381-1155 to arrange a tour or visit catholicschooldenton.org. Back to school means juggling activities and planning the family calendar. If you are a father or know a dad that enjoys sharing open skies and the beauty of our Catholic faith with his son, consider the Troops of St. George. The Troops of St. George Apostolate aims to use the outdoors as the canvas and the sacraments as the path to light the way for the formation of holy Catholic men and boys. Troop 77 of Collin County, the magnanimous 77th, is looking for a few good dads, and they're kicking off their school year Monday, September 12th. Learn more at TSG77.org. Are you looking for a place to get your work done? WorkSuites provides full-service offices, meeting rooms, and co-working spaces for professionals seeking privacy and productivity. The suites come furnished, wired, and move-in ready. WorkSuites is a new sponsor of KATH 910AM and is owned by Flip Howard from St. Thomas Aquinas Parish in Dallas. Flip invites you to call 888-312-WORK or visit WorkSuites.com to see if WorkSuites fits your business needs. That's work, S-U-I-T-E-S, dot com to do the will of his Father in heaven. When friends let us down, as they will, we should follow the example of Jesus, lovingly confront them, but remember that they can never substitute for God, who stands ready as our ultimate friend. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Talking the last uh, half hour or so about the importance of really thinking and praying and making sure you're doing your homework in terms of what's out there in the culture, especially as it pertains to the preeminent issues of life in the church and how we are going to be heading to the polls in November with the midterms. Many people have early voting and also absentee ballots and whatnot. But it is very important for us to be well informed. And if you are just getting your information from headlines, from tweets, which you just heard many people unfortunately do, they don't go any further, as that study indicates, to the point where they're making decisions based on a tweet or a headline without even reading the entire story. 
If you're doing that, you are badly informed, and you're also really not doing the church and the rest of us any favors, and we're all going to be held responsible for how we use the media or don't use the media. Someone who knows so much about this is our guest, Dr. Grazie Posit Christie, and she is with the Catholic Association. And I mentioned at the top of the hour how there's so much confusion and misinformation, especially about life, and there's fear-mongering going on to the nth degree, especially with medical misinformation. That has been alive and well in the media for years, but it really, I mean, hit a very high point after the Roe v. Wade decision, even after the, the Dobbs leak earlier this year. So, Doctor, let's talk about this because I know you've been looking at this. It's so frustrating because last week in Michigan we had the Board of Canvassers meeting to look at that ridiculous so-called Reproductive Freedom for All measure that, God help us, is now going on the ballot in November here in Michigan. And we even had doctors, quote-unquote, pro-abortion doctors testifying that, oh, they're not going to be able to to give the proper treatment if uh, the ban for an abortion, the 1931 ban on abortion, was allowed to stick. They're lying. It's not true. Good morning. You're just your thoughts, first of all. Let's start there. Well, yes, they're lying. They're massaging uh, the, the data that's out there, information that they glean here and there. Uh, maybe some of them believe what they're saying, uh, but, but many of them are just flagrantly lying. Um, you can... People have been practicing all over the United States forever life-preserving medicine or Hippocratic medicine where the baby and the mother are both treated as they should be as patients, both of them with dignity that deserve respect and the care of their physician. And this has been practiced all over the United States uh, as long as medicine has been practiced. Uh, And it doesn't result in more maternal deaths. It simply doesn't. What happens is um, the, the appropriate measures are taken to preserve the mother's life and with an eye to the baby and getting the baby as far along as possible. And, it, and sometimes we lose the baby. In. And that's very sad, but it doesn't, it doesn't make abortion, which is the elective killing of a child simply because that child is unwanted, um, doesn't make abortion necessary to preserve maternal safety. And if this were really the case, and this is where common sense comes in, where people have to step back and think and connect the dots, if this is really the case, since we, we have a, still have a lot of very pro-life states uh, in America that are very strong in their pro-life laws, we would have heard about this long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, my husband and I, my husband trained in OBGYN, and, 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 I, and we both trained at the same public hospital. I spent 12 years in a very big, busy public hospital here in Miami. And I was very intimately acquainted with the way the OBGYN profession was practiced there. And it was a hospital, and it still is, where abortion is not allowed because it, wasn't, it was simply illegal. It was a public hospital, and public funds could not be used for abortion. And we didn't lose more women than the hospital down the street that performed abortions. We, we, they were well cared for. And that's just proof that you can have medicine that's respectful of the child while still preserving the mother's life. Wow. We're talking with Dr. Grazi Posey Christie from the Catholic Association. So what are some of the other big fear-mongering tactics out there from the well, left thing, and the pro boards? One thing I've been paying a lot of attention to, and I did a deep dive this week, uh, I'm working on a piece on maternal mortality. So there's this uh, myth going around out there being repeated by the pro-choice left that childbirth is 14 times more dangerous than abortion. And it's amazing how they've... They've, they've cooked that number out of nowhere by combining apples, by comparing apples and oranges, taking maternal mortality, which is calculated in a certain way and, and in a way that is known to be overinflated in the United States, 
and comparing that to abortion mortality, which is calculated in a different way and in a way that we know is underestimated in the United States. And they've compared those two numbers, come up with an, a crazy figure of 14 times more dangerous than, than childbirth, I'm sorry, than abortion. And just, you know, think to yourself, when was the last time that a friend of yours or a family member went to give birth and, and lost her life? Mm-hmm. That uh, thankfully, thank the good Lord, medicine has advanced so far that that's a very rare occurrence. And um, it's simply, simply not true. So that's just one other fear-mongering fact that's keeping women scared. It's keeping women from doing what they what they want to do, which is to have beautiful children that will then grow up and be a comfort and a support for them and their families. So how do we counter this, this misinformation and just the fear-mongering, doctor? What do you think? Well, I think we have to be very careful when we read. We have to see what the... What the what the um, the intention of the writer is, what side they're on, and be able to detect um, you know junk when you read it. It's actually not that hard it, when you know what you're looking for, um, and and you know who the bad players are. But un- unfortunately, those are the those are the voices that are amplified in the media, and those are the voices that the people in power in Washington right now and in many state governments are listening to. And what the the left is is expert at, they are expert at tweaking with uh, playing with our emotions and our fears. Well, and they, they 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 are expert at it. They're shameless. And the saddest thing of all is that the media, the vast, you know, the major part of the media and the social, the all the different social media things, uh, companies, they are one hundred percent in the bag right. for for the pro choice left. And so we don't really get um, ever a fair assessment of important things like matern- of important concepts like maternal mortality or how dangerous abortion is. Uh, there's a there's a study out of Finland where they do they keep better records <laughs> because it's a one you know it's a tiny country with with socialized medicine and they write everything down they're very they're not like us and um, you know they've uh, abortion is four times more deadly than giving birth in in that study in Finland because women who have abortions um, suffer more from all sorts of um, issues, and giving birth is actually a sign of, of health and, and vitality and family. Well, there's so many issues, and you know this as a, as a medical expert, but and, and this is what actually started to turn me many, many moons ago. I, I knew nothing. I thought I, I knew issues when I was in the secular media, but the first interview when I first started to realize the damage of abortion, I sat down with the head of a pro-life group here in Michigan. That's when we actually ha- had to get both sides of the story. Imagine that decades ago. And I was sitting down with someone who also was a, a solid Catholic, and but uh, she was also a registered nurse. I didn't know she was Catholic. She didn't come at it from a religious perspective. And someone from um, NARAL, Pro-Choice America. And Diane was talking about the impact of abortion on women, the impact of, of abortion and increased risk of breast cancer with just one abortion, how it increases the risk. She was talking about how most independent facilities, abortion facilities, weren't regulated. She was talking about the unsanitary conditions. She was talking about the violation of so many laws my head almost exploded I had not heard any of that and that was just the tip of the iceberg in terms of so many issues and then you look at what's happening now and I I don't want to constantly talk about this but it's so important in Michigan where they're wiping away all the protective measures or could wipe away if people vote for this all these protective measures that are in place to protect women 
to protect women. And, and people are just, the thing that upsets me so much, doctor, is that people are and they do live their lives through emotions because so many people in Michigan signed that petition, over 700,000, without even reading it. Oh, they're living in a universe, a media universe that doesn't allow them to ever hear the reality. And the reality is that the pro-abortion left doesn't admit to any limits. And they are gunning for the most crazy, radical abortion license and unregulated abortion scenarios that, that you, that if we, we can't imagine it. it. It's so crazy. It's, it's North, it's North Korea, it's China, it's Cuba. Um, and th- those things are just hidden from your average voter. So your advice in terms of how we continue to get the word out, in addition to, to shows on EW10 and, and other Catholic outlets, what else can we do? What can the average person do listening to help spread the truth? What do you think? What would be your advice? Well, if you spend a lot of time on social media, make sure your social media is representative of the other side of the, of the issues. Don't, you know, look, look out for other voices and know that the ones that are being amplified are, are the ones they want you to hear. They don't want you to hear the voices that are speaking truth or actually respect every human being and not just the sexual activities of adults. Um, and, you know, concentrate on that. Share those, share those things on your social media. And, and don't be afraid when people, when people, you know, bark back at you. People are very, I hear this a lot, people are very afraid on, people spend a lot of time on Facebook and all this, and Instagram, and they're really, really afraid of other people finding them uh, uncomfortable and, and becoming unpopular. And I think as Christians, as Catholics, that's the very least we can do to defend the truth and, and the goodness of, of, of a pro-life ethic, is to you know, let ourselves be uncomfortable. Well, isn't it that old saying that says uh, Jesus came to comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, he, complicate your life. You know, let your life become complicated. Let your life be not comfortable and, and let people, let people you, know, twi- you know, cringe a little when you walk in the room. <laughs> right. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, because you're talking about truth, and you're talking about the betterment of all society, for, for the babies in the womb, for the mothers, for, for everyone involved here. The, the church teachings are universal. They're universal because they don't just apply to Catholic Christians. They apply to everyone because they're based on the teachings of God, handed down through Christ himself and the apostles and the bishops over the centuries, right? But also, it's a natural law. They apply to everyone, not just Catholics. Well, I, and I think you put your finger on something very important, which is that we... We are all living in a in a world um, in America where the most important thing is other people's personal liberty to make their own decisions and form their own conscience, right? Like that's been drummed into us from day one. Well, guess what? When 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 you don't help other people form their consciences, what you get is crazy laws like the one in, that they're trying to pass in Michigan, mm-hmm. where the conscience is completely silenced, or if it's if it's working, it's completely deluded into thinking that whatever whatever makes me feel good right now that must be a good thing and you need to help we all need to help our fellow man uh in the private sphere at work and and in the more public sphere to to form their consciences so that terrible atrocities will not be committed you know the world is going to judge us very harshly in the future we're going to be judged very harshly uh because just like we harsh we we judge harshly other civilizations where good people didn't stand up and say this is brutal and this is wrong, People are going. we're going to be judged too by the people of the future. 
I wonder how many people realize you made a, a, so many good points. And by the way, there's a great article that is on Catholic News Agency, Ectopic Pregnancies, Miscarriage, Abortion, Never Necessary, These Doctors Say. So it was an interview with a number of doctors, including our guest. It was written by Katie Yoder and posted on CNA. That's a great, on, that's that's a great a article. article. Yeah, Katie does a wonderful job. It has job. a lot of good uh, yeah. details mm-hmm. about how exactly that works because it's yeah. good to know some of the mechanics. Yeah, exactly. But what, what's really sad is that so many people don't know. You mentioned the fact that we are right up there with North Korea and China. Isn't that lovely when it comes to abortion, right? <laughs> yeah, I have a little girl from China, and she's alive by a miracle of God. And she escaped the abortionist, and how did that happen? I don't know. Uh, it's just I, I give thanks. My husband and I, at 2 p.m., we have an alarm, each of us, and it goes off, and, and we stop a moment and we pray. Aww. And thankfulness for her, and we pray for her family that doesn't know her in China, and, and that how sad that is for them, and forgot to console them. But anyway, I digress. But abortion in China is brutal, and that's what and that's what the le- the pro-abortion left in the United States want us to look like all across yeah. the United States. Mm, they're pushing for that. Doctor, thank you so much. Dr. Grazie Pozzo Christi is a senior fellow at the Catholic Association. Great information at thecatholicassociation.org. Thanks, doctor. God bless you. Have a good weekend. Keep up the great work. Thank you. You too. And we'll be right back on a Friday morning edition of Catholic Connection to let you know what's coming up on a Monday. Stay tuned. We are the pro-life generation, passionate about building the culture of life in our health care and in our nation. But not all health care options are equally pro-life, and some provide morally objectionable procedures. CMF Curo is different. CMF Curo is a pro-life Catholic health care ministry, providing a pathway for its members to build the culture of life in their health care choices, not destroy it. Learn more about CMF Curo at MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. The wisdom of Mother Angelica. I come from the other side of the tracks. See? My uncle used to have slot machines. Put one nickel in and it's emptied. And I brought him home in a bag. And my mother looked at me. Where did you get all that money? I said, I won him. You didn't win him. He fixed the machine. I didn't care if he fixed the machine or not. You know? EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Welcome back, Catholic Connection. Thanks so much for tuning in to Catholic Connection, a co-production, as we always say, and we know it is a co-production of EWTN and Ave Maria Radio. Have a blessed and a peaceful weekend. 
And also make sure you stay tuned to all the great programming that's coming up, not only here on the radio, but on TV and all the great resources we have on the Internet. You can find out more information at EWTN.com. On Monday, we are going to be talking with Dr. Marlon De La Torre for our monthly No Bystanders, talking about the responsibility of all of us to go and preach the gospel. And how do we do that starting in our own home in the domestic church? And then, as I mentioned, I've got a monologue I'm going to be doing regarding this very powerful article that came out back in 2009 on Catholic News Agency. is so still apropos for today. Words of wisdom from a great archbishop on the media. Have a great weekend. God bless. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. Celebrating 2,000 years of truth, this is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Catholic speaker Tim Francis presents Signs from God, Miracles and Their Meaning at a talk on Thursday, September 6th through Saturday, September 8th at St. Joseph Catholic Church in Arlington. The talk and presentation takes place from 6.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the parish. Francis will discuss his quest for truth and Eucharistic miracles where the bread transformed into living heart tissue to show that Jesus Christ is alive in the Holy Eucharist. For more information, visit sciencetestsfaith.com slash joseph. Hello, it's Todd Sluter, licensed professional counselor with Epiphany Counseling and sponsor of GRN. I've been blessed to work with many individuals, couples, teens, and families in our diocese, incorporating counseling principles with authentic Catholic values. God wants you to have a greater sense of joy and purpose. If you or someone you know are struggling to find purpose, stuck moving forward with goals in life, or a relationship is not working, you may need to seek a counselor to help regain hope and healing. You may get in touch with me at 469-556-8336. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name, blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man, blessed be the name of Jesus, blessed be His most sacred heart, blessed be His most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary most holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. 
Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 